If you have a story that you would like to hear featured on this podcast, please consider sending it my way. Just go to asthereavendreams.com and click the button to submit your story. And of course, thank you. So, at the end of the last school year, my daughter, I'll call her Grace, graduated elementary school. As the kids were saying goodbye to their friends for the summer, some of the parents were standing around and exchanging numbers so the kids could set up times to see each other. One of my daughter's closest friends, let's call her Kate, is being raised by her grandparents. Well, grandmother and step-grandfather. The grandfather introduced himself as Bob and asked to exchange numbers, which we did. I didn't talk to the grandmother as she was turned away talking to someone else, and I didn't get a good look at her. A couple weeks later, we had arranged for the girls to get together. I went to their house to drop off Grace. The woman looked familiar to me, and she recognized me. She had dated a man I knew named Bob, but not the Bob that I met and exchanged numbers with. He was a very close friend to one of my close friends. Let's call my friend Liz. Liz and I did everything together for years, although we had a falling out and hadn't spoken in about five years or so at this point. But... When we were tight, we were always together, and she moved in with me for a few months after her house had burned down. Bob was a member of her church, and a very close friend to her. We were younger than Bob by about 10 to 15 years, but she had a major crush on him, which he didn't return, but still stayed close with her. We went on camping trips together, he was in my house several times, We played cards together. I was at his house several times. So, when I say that I would instantly recognize him on sight, I cannot overstate the fact that there is no way I wouldn't know him if I was standing and talking directly to him. Plus, he would recognize me and would talk to me in a familiar way. So... Now the grandmother is standing there reminding me how much we know each other. She dated Bob for a bit. She'd played cards at my house, and I'd seen her at his house. It was just a few times, almost a decade ago, but I did recognize her as someone that I knew. And as far as I knew, she and Bob had split up. So when she mentioned her husband Bob... I thought it was funny that she had married another man named Bob, but it's a common name, and the man I spoke with and introduced himself to me as Bob like we were meeting for the first time was not the Bob that I knew. He had snow-white hair and the round paunch that elderly men get. He was soft-spoken, and he looked like a generic grandfather. He had no resemblance to the Bob that I knew at all. Except the next time that I saw the grandmother, the girls saw a lot of each other, so we saw each other regularly, she again mentioned Bob, 
and referenced something the five of us, her, Bob, my husband, and I, along with Liz, had done together. I was confused. She just said that she married the Bob that I knew. I started asking questions in the guise of just catching up. Yep, she meant the Bob that I knew. She told me that they had split when she started taking her grandchildren in, because their mother was neglecting them and she had to fight for custody. She didn't think Bob would want to start over with toddlers to raise them in his mid-sixties. It turns out that he did. He asked her to marry him and raise the children together. Which totally sounds like the Bob that I know. But not the Bob that I met at the school and had spoken to, and neither of us recognized each other, which would have been impossible. But, sure enough, the next time I was there, Bob was home. Salt and pepper hair, fit for a man in his 60s, rugged, very distinctive looking. He greeted me like I had just seen him the other day, and spoke to me in the familiar way that I would expect from him. This was not the man that I spoke to at the school, and exchanged numbers with. I have no explanation. And no, It wasn't the real grandfather, as the grandmother's first husband had passed away many years before I met her. I stated that he was the step-grandfather at the beginning. I know this is long. Sorry. So, who did I talk to? And give my number to, if it wasn't Bob? The number I had been using to contact the grandmother, and from which she had contacted me, was the one that I got. I wish I had gotten a good look at the grandmother that day because I think she wasn't the same person either. But like I said, I didn't get a good look at her, so I can't be sure. And why would Bob introduce himself to me like he didn't know me when we clearly recognize each other on sight? This isn't the only really weird thing that has happened to me, but this one's bothering me a great deal. To be clear... They have no idea about any of this going on. From their point of view, nothing is amiss. There was not a different grandparent, or uncle, etc. that was there that day, as the biological grandfather passed away, and the other set is not in the picture. And there's no other relatives involved. They're on their own raising four grandchildren. It's not a scam... We live in a very small rural town and everyone knows each other. The girls have a couple other close friends in the group and the other mother and grandmother, one of the other friends is also being raised by her grandparents, all frequently talk to each other and are constantly shuttling the girls between each house. I will make one note that may or may not have any relevance. My friend Liz knew Bob through church, and the grandmother also attended, That's how they all know each other. They were all very devout and deep into the church and religion, which isn't my scene at all. I made mention of their church, and the grandmother told me they were attending a different church that they loved, which struck me as unusual considering how into the church community they had been. It would have taken something significant to make them drive 30 minutes to a different church instead of the one in town. Most people change if they have a fundamental difference on doctrine, 
they don't like the pastor, or there's personal drama among the congregation. Which isn't to say that none of these happened. I kind of wonder if my former friend Liz, who had had such a crush on Bob, had made things awkward for them once they got married. Which may be the case. But it's still kind of strange. Edit. I asked one of the mothers whom I'm friendly with, and a grandmother of the girls' friend groups. There's four of them that are close and spend a lot of time together. Both of these women assured me that Bob, the one I have always known, was in fact at the graduation. So, they saw the same Bob as always with the grandmother. The grandmother who was raising one of the other girls had known them for a bit, as their granddaughters had youth group together. The other mom had met them before, but didn't have their number and also exchanged numbers with Bob that day. Now, I was never the type of guy that believed in parallel universes or multiple dimensions, but after a strange experience and years of research... I've begun to wonder about the possibilities of such things existing. And my change in mind occurred after a strange experience five years ago. I remember the date clear. 6th of September, 2016. It was the day after I had moved into my new house, which I still live in today. It's a fairly old house, and I've experienced many odd things in said house, though those are different stories. The home was built in 1974 to 1976, and was completed in late September of that year. It had a few owners, one of which was my father's former boss. It's been kept in very good condition, and retains many of its original features. In the hallway, the carpet was a dingy yellow whenever I moved it. I had it replaced with a more modern carpet, when I had my experience, the carpet had yet to be replaced. Right, the story goes like this. It was our second day in the house, and our first night in the house. I woke up early, around 7, to help unpack boxes and our items. We were also moving items out of our house which belonged to the previous owner. I was loading a box labeled silverware from our old green car which was a 1995 Honda Odyssey. The box was heavy, and I lost some grip on the box. Luckily, I have quick reflexes, and I quickly reacted and nudged the box back into my hands, using my knees to prevent myself from dropping it. It was when I looked up again that things appeared differently. The first thing, which was hard for me not to notice, considering the box was in front of my eyes was the word silverware. It had completely been replaced with the words records and books in black. I was confused at first and just simply dismissed it as my bad eyesight. It was not until I laid down the box on the lawn temporarily to close the car door that I realized something completely different from my eyes was messing up. The car. The distinctive green 1995 Odyssey was gone, and was replaced with a red Ford pickup truck. In complete and utter shock, 
I quickly hurried into the house to find my father. I don't know why, and I have no clue what I would have told him. I'm still unsure why I left the garden to find my father. Anyways, when I hurried into the hall, I spotted a figure walk into my parents' bedroom. He was tall and young, maybe 35 to 45, and was around 5'8". He wore a brown suit, almost like a, a tweed suit. He himself hurried along down the hall quickly, so I quickly followed this man in confusion. When I walked down the hall, I noticed the carpet was cleaner, and a stain that I had noticed earlier near my bedroom was gone. Perhaps if I hadn't been in such a frenzy, I would have noticed other changes. Anyways, I swiftly walked into my father's room. It was right at that moment when everything went back to normal. The man disappeared, and boom, I nearly toppled my father as I walked right into him when entering the room in which that man had entered. We were so close that I could feel his breath. Whoa, buddy, slow down, I remember him clearly stating. He was just as confused as I was. When I told him what I saw, we both walked outside, and there was the green odyssey, parked under our willow tree. The box was where I left it, and the car door was open. My father quickly dismissed the situation. I can't explain what happened in those brief moments, and probably will never fully understand what occurred on that warm September day. My father doesn't have an explanation for what happened that day, but he recounts that day as well. From his perspective, he remembers clearing some boxes, standing near the sliding doors of his bedroom, when he saw that same man walking away from the door. I find it odd that the man was walking in two completely opposite directions. He got curious and followed, in which I came storming in, falling into my dad's chest. I've told my family multiple times this story. No one really believes me. To them, it sort of becomes a dinner table story. But I truly believe that I was briefly transported into a different era. I can't confirm it, and perhaps if I had a phone back then... I was 15, and my parents were the type of parents who disapproved of young teens having phones, but maybe I could have taken a photo or two. Whether it was a time slip, a glitch in the Matrix, or just my mind playing tricks, this experience will remain in my memories for years. Hello. I've never told this story to anyone, but I've kept it in my mind since it happened in 1998. I just want to preface by saying that I've never held a belief in ghosts, the afterlife, or anything of the sort, either past or present. Even this event is not enough to make me believe ghosts are real. However, I do not have any material explanation for the event. It was mid-August 1998. I was 22 years old and working a summer job at a gas station before heading back to school. I had started college late as I fumbled out for about a year or two after high school. Anyways, on a nice warm summer night, cars would come and go. As we had a full-service pump, I'd walk out of my little storefront for every car and pump their gas. 
the weather was perfect. Not too hot when normally it would be blisteringly hot at that time of the year. Around the side of the building were the entrances to the bathrooms. I headed that way to use the restroom when I saw two hippie-looking teens with a dog. A boy and a girl. I grew up listening to bands like The Grateful Dead and Fish, and still do. And while I don't present as a hippie, I feel very comfortable in those circles. I could tell that these kids had probably been hitchhiking. They didn't look destitute, but... They were dirty and probably a bit hungry. Even though I was probably no more than five years older than them, I felt bad and I wanted to help. I put a few bucks in the vending machine, bought them some snacks and drinks, and I gave the dog a bowl of water. They were very thankful, and the doggo was very friendly. We chatted for a minute, and then the boys said, The dog's not ours. He was just hanging out here. He was friendly, so we just started playing with him and patting him. That was strange, of course, but not too crazy, right? Dogs get lost all the time. He was friendly and didn't look mistreated, so I just assumed that he had gotten lost. Oh, and he had a collar and tag, so cool, I could find his owner. And his name was Sam. Important to note that he would respond to me calling him by his name which was Sam. A car pulled up to the full-service pump, so I ran out and did my thing. Last I looked, the hippies and Sam were still hanging out, at this time sort of off to the side of the store, near where I first saw them. I finished up with the car and turned around to head back to the storefront. No hippies anywhere in sight. Nowhere. Just gone. Perhaps they had hitched a ride while I was turned around, but it was only for a minute. When I walked out to the street, I could see quite a ways in both directions. They were nowhere to be seen. This is the last I saw of the two hippie kids, and I hope they're okay. Sam was still there, but it was getting late. I wanted to help, so I decided to call the local police, who gave me the phone number of the animal shelter. I called over there, and the way that it was handled seemed very odd at the time, and still does. But I wanted to help, so I just went along with it. Sam was a good boy, after all. The person I spoke with at Animal Control looked up Sam's info based on the dog tag number, and the person, instead of saying, hold on, we'll send out an officer, or even just call the owner... Instead, gave me Sam's owner's phone number and told me to call them. I called the number and an older gentleman politely answered the phone. I explained to him that I had Sam. Then I gave him some water and that he was just hanging out with me here at the gas station, and it was closing soon, so it would be best for him to come pick him up. He seemed perplexed, and he asked me to describe Sam to him. I did. Sam looked like a mutt lab mix, darkish brown coat, a medium large sized dog, very friendly disposition. Just a regular old good boy. What the man said next has been rattling around my brain for the last 24 years. The man said, We had a dog named Sam, but he passed away a good 10 years ago. I was dumbfounded. 
and all I could do was describe Sam again. To which the man said, Yeah, that sounds like Sam, but there's no way it could be. It just can't be. He was polite and we talked back and forth a bit more, but with no resolution, we hung up. I was unsure about what to do next, but I quickly realized that there was nothing for me to do. Just like the hippie kids, Sam too was now nowhere to be seen. He just vanished. My thoughts? I would give anything to have this make sense to be able to actually resolve this in a way that does make sense. I've never been able to. I have lots of thoughts and theories, but as the post is already very long, I'll end it here. But if anyone wants to ask questions in the comments, please do. And thank you for reading. One of my favorite chickens, Fancy, went missing on January 12th. I saw her outside the day before, and she was fine, and then she just literally disappeared. The ring camera in the backyard wasn't charged that day, so I wasn't able to see if something happened to her. My husband charged the camera like normal after that because I was so upset that she had disappeared and I wasn't able to see why because of the camera battery being dead. Anyways, I assumed that she escaped the privacy fence and got into the woods behind our house. I looked for her everywhere, and there was literally not a trace of this chicken anywhere. Saturday night, my husband and I were watching TV in the bedroom, and he went to let the dogs out in the backyard to go to the bathroom. I'm sitting in bed and the dogs come running back in the room with me because he let them back inside. A few minutes later, I hear this crazy loud banging that scared the crap out of me. I panicked, thinking someone attacked my husband or something while he was still out pack. I run into the living room ready to kill someone, and my hubby is standing on the deck with a shovel, beating a possum. I freaked the hell out and got really upset even though I had told him a few months ago that if we ever caught another possum in the backyard to take care of it because they were killing my chickens. I regretted that so much after he actually did it, and it's eating me alive, but the possum was on the deck eating fancy, and that is why he killed said possum. But here's the thing, fancy hasn't been seen by any of us since January 11th, I checked the ring camera and the possum was eating her under the covered lawnmower that was sitting by our deck. I was really confused about this because we haven't seen her at all in two and a half weeks. Her body wasn't decayed at all, so she looked like the possum had killed her very recently. There was a fresh-looking busted egg that had come out of her, so that tells me that it would have had to have killed her around the same day. If she had died and been there for a while, we would have smelled something. The egg from her also wouldn't look fresh because it would have begun to rot, and her body wasn't stiff at all. I looked at the ring camera to see when she came home because this was just blowing my freaking mind. That she came back home and was immediately killed by a possum after being missing for so long. Like, how? 
There's no sign of her anywhere on the camera at all. I scrolled our ring footage from the past two and a half weeks, and there wasn't one video of that chicken anywhere, and our ring camera records most of the day and night. It's like she disappeared, and then reappeared already dead. There was no video of the possum actually killing her, and no video of her on the deck before it happened. So, she was there two and a half weeks ago, vanished without a trace, and then reappeared freshly dead. No sign of a struggle. The day I realized that she was missing, 111, I searched all over our yard, including the deck where she was found dead. Under the mower, under the mower cover, under the grill that's on our deck. I even searched the dang roof, because we have another chicken that likes to get up there and hang out. And I never found any sign of her. The whole situation is blowing my mind. It's like there was a fracture in time or reality where she was able to come home without being caught on our security camera at all, for who knows how long, and then was killed, and then just reappeared out of thin air already dead. Another thing that proves this theory is the fact that leading up to the possum being seen on the deck eating her, all my other chickens were completely calm and normal in the video footage. In the past, if a predator has gotten into the yard... They all freak out, and make a ton of noise, and usually that is what alerts us to something being out there. The other chickens were fine. Quiet, calm. You would never guess that one of their flock members was being killed or eaten right in front of them. My dog never heard any commotion or even seemed to notice. It was the craziest thing ever. Also, as obsessed as I am with my chickens... I'm not cut out to own prey animals anymore because I can't handle the heartbreak of losing them to predators, and I also can't handle the heartbreak of killing said predator for doing what comes naturally to them. The end. This happened over ten years ago, but the details are very easy to remember. It's something that never made sense to me, but maybe there's an explanation to be found in this sub. I was a freshman in college playing soccer for the school's team. The beginning of the school year is the beginning of the soccer season, so we had morning practices and afternoon practices at this time. We had a fitness practice at 6.30am on this particular day. I'm one of those people that is never late to things. I'm very careful about alarms, I'm very careful to have good attendance. Missing a practice or being late was not something you wanted to do. The whole team would ridicule you and embarrass you. You would have to run laps or do stairs, and it's certainly not going to help you get playtime. I woke up this morning, close to 8, and slept all the way through practice and looked at my roommates so as to say, What happened? Did you turn my alarm off? They all three said they don't remember any alarm. I'm practical. I know for a fact that I set my alarm because I simply remember doing it the night before. But I can easily accept the fact that I probably turned my alarm off in a drowsy stupor when it was going off. So, 
I go about my day and must head to class, dreading a text from a coach or a captain. I go through my first class and haven't heard anything. Heading to my next class, I see one of the captains, a senior on the team. I'm kind of embarrassed to say something. He comes in to dap me up, and I say in my shame, So how screwed am I that I missed practice this morning? He looks at me and laughs, and then says, Dude, I missed it too. I slept through my alarm somehow. Apparently like six people didn't show up, which is kind of crazy, right? They have another practice for us tomorrow morning. It's gonna suck. I left for class somewhat in shock. For me to miss a practice for sleeping in was basically something that never happens. But for five other people to miss the same practice is just so statistically and incredibly unlikely. The next day, I asked everyone why they missed. And they all had the same answer. They missed their alarm somehow. And not one person said their alarm was reset, like the power went out. People were still using physical alarm clocks at this time. The power going out could not have been the answer. We were all aware of how strange it was, but everyone just kind of laughed about it and moved on. The likeliest answer is an extreme coincidence, but maybe there's a different explanation. Who knows? Edit for reference. Sometimes someone would miss a practice, and in an extremely rare event, you might have seen two people miss a practice because they went out together drinking or something the night before. So, I'm a college student who lives on campus and goes home on the weekends. I have an Xbox Series S, and I take it with me to college and back. Upon getting to two weeks ago, I realized I had unplugged my Xbox at home, but I had forgotten to pack the power cord. I was bummed, but I figured final week was coming up, so I should be studying anyways. When I got home that weekend, I looked in my room, but I couldn't find it. My sister told me before that I left it on the floor after unplugging it, but it wasn't there. I kept looking and found another power cord that I knew wasn't mine, because it had a slightly different head. Same type of power cord, but slightly different design. I had never seen it before, but I plugged it into my Xbox, and the Xbox turned on. I got the feeling I shouldn't use it, though, in case the voltage or something was different, and it could cause my Xbox to blow out or something. The following day, I was in my room and saw what looked like the power cord to my Xbox, same head this time, but was completely wrapped up, as if it had just come out of the box, with the little twist ties and all. It seemed like it could be a little shorter, but... It was definitely to my Xbox. When my mom got home, I asked her if she knew where my sister had put the cord when she found it, and she said that she saw it on the chair in my room, same place that I found it wrapped up. Everything checked out. When my sister got home from work, I asked her. She told me she had put it on the couch downstairs in the living room. I was confused, but figured maybe my mom moved it and didn't mention it. 
So I asked her a follow-up question. Did you wrap it up and tie the cord? She seemed very confused. She said she placed it on the couch just as she found it, which was unwrapped. I never tie my Xbox cord with anything as it's a smaller cord and I can just kind of wind it up like the cord to the vacuum. I asked everyone in my household if they had touched my Xbox cord, and no one but my mom and sister had known it was missing to begin with. My mom didn't touch it, as she had saw it on the chair just as I did. The cord doesn't belong to anyone else, as my dad and I are the only ones with the next-gen Xboxes, and the cords that go to them are identical. But his was plugged into his Xbox. Matter of fact, when I decided not to use the first cord that I found, I took his and used it until I found the other one the following day. I still have no idea how the cord appeared, or where my original cord is, but I'm convinced it was a glitch. I've been dying to post this story since it happened, but I had to wait to hit the karma requirement. I'm super excited to hear people's opinions on this. So, for context, at the time that the story occurred, I lived in a dorm at my college. I had one roommate and our door was always kept locked. On my desk, I had a jewelry holder that was a tray separated into six or so compartments, I kept a bunch of random stuff in it, but the object in question is a miniature screwdriver meant to tighten or loosen the screws that secure a bracelet that I wear. I rarely used this screwdriver, the bracelet is a pain in the ass to take off, but the tray was positioned by my bed in a way that the screwdriver was in my direct line of vision when I laid on my bed on my side. I made direct eye contact with it, every night. I looked through the tray, and it was nowhere to be found. I started getting kind of freaked out because I hate losing things, and there's no way that I had moved it since I last saw it. At this point, I asked my roommate to help me look, because I figured I was just blind or something. She couldn't find it either. We then dumped the tray onto the floor and shuffled through everything just in case both of us had somehow missed it. After looking three, four times through the pile, I felt defeated, and I put the stuff back into the tray. I was standing by the tray and took one last look and did not see it, and my roommate walked out of the room first. I followed behind her, and she locked the door. In other words, she had the only other copy of our room key in her possession. I wore my key on a different bracelet, so I know I had mine on me too. A couple of hours later, we return to the room. She unlocks the door and I walk over to my jewelry tray again, and lo and behold, the screwdriver is sitting in the exact spot it had always been, tucked in its little corner like I hadn't dumped the tray on the ground a few hours earlier. I picked it up, and my roommate and I both started freaking out. We had both checked multiple times, and there was absolutely zero chance that we had just missed it. 
It's been a few years since this happened, and I still think about it. When I see my old roommate, we still talk about it. I just don't understand how it disappeared and reappeared in the same spots that it had been in. Further, no one, including my roommate, even knew about this screwdriver because it had no purpose, except for tightening the screws on the specific bracelet that I would wear. Sorry this post is so long, but I wanted to be as detailed as possible. I work the night shift at a hospital. This had already been a strange week, where time just seemed to be... off. I work in a very fast-paced environment, so 12-hour shifts go by in a heartbeat. On Tuesday, we had even more chaos than usual, because our phone system was acting up. It worked well enough that people could call, but they could not hear us. So... People would call repeatedly and scream into our ears that our phones weren't working. This went on the first three hours of my shift, with me and my coworker taking down numbers off the caller ID and calling people back on cell phones. At the end of that three hours, I really felt like I had been stuck in a time loop for several days. I even mentioned it to my coworker, but they didn't seem terribly concerned. On Thursday of the same week, I came home and went to bed as usual. I took my melatonin and put on a playlist of my favorite creepy stories on YouTube. I usually wake up at 5pm, so I have enough time to shower and make my commutes to work. On this particular day, I woke up at 4.18 to use the bathroom. Well, I thought... Better 40 more minutes to sleep than to wake up 10 minutes before the alarm. My stories were still playing. I went to the bathroom, and when I realized which story was playing, I thought, Oh, this is a good one. I'm going to start it over. I went back to bed and quickly fell back asleep. I woke up again, needing to use the restroom again. I looked at my phone, and it was 418. The story was at the same point that it was the first time that I woke up. Okay, I must have looked at my clock wrong the last time. Maybe it was 3.18. I look at the timer on this story, and it'll be an hour into it because it's at the same spot. Nope, it was 38 minutes in. There's no way that I could have confused 3.40 with 4.18. Also... My bladder isn't that small. My husband says that I dreamed the first potty break, but that would mean I dreamed something that happened in reality, almost exactly as it happened in my dream. Needless to say, I was not able to go back to sleep the second time, nor did I restart the story for fear of it recurring repeatedly. Furthermore, I would have had to have dreamed word for word a story that I had only heard one other time while a different story was actually playing on my phone. Fortunately, I haven't experienced anything resembling time loops since that week, nor have I had any premonitions of bathroom trips. It's not an experience that I would recommend. 
I hadn't heard of the term glitch or read any user stories when this occurred, but since then have listened to and read lots on YouTube and Reddit, so I decided to share my own. This was so simple and mundane, but to me proves that glitches are real, and I believe anyone who says they have experienced them. This was around springtime of 2019. I made a note of it. I was sat in the living room on a Friday evening, watching TV. My then-teen daughters had just gone to bed, as had my partner, who asked if I would bring a cup of tea up in the adverts, or when the TV program finished, and I also retired. I went into the kitchen, boiled the kettle, made a cup of tea, and then came back into the living room and put the cup of tea on the table next to me, intending to take it up to her, after I watched the current bit of program. At some point, I must have then dozed off into a fairly light sleep, as sometimes happens on a Friday evening after a week of work. Suddenly, I was woken by a loud thud noise. I jolted awake and opened my eyes. In front of me, about two meters away and slightly off-center of the middle of the room, was a cup. It was an empty cup. Not one of the regular cups we have, but my partner's special, slightly larger cup she sometimes uses for different types of tea. It was bone dry. No liquid in it. The other cup of tea that I had made was still next to me, with the tea, now slightly cooler, still in it. I had not brought this other cup into the living room, and put it into anything such as the sofa where it could have fallen off and made the noise. So, basically, this cup, which was kept in a cabinet in the kitchen next door, had jumped or materialized from the kitchen cupboard to this room and fallen onto the floor, waking me up. From the noise of the thud, I gathered that it had fallen at least handheld height, as if someone had carried it and let go of it. And no, it was impossible for my partner or the kids to have done this to play a prank, because the room door was shut, and it would be impossible to do this because of the layout of the room. Also, I checked shortly afterwards, and they were all in bed asleep. I took stock for a moment and deliberately took note of where I was sat, and where the cup was, and other things in the room so I would not be confused and would remember how things were laid out in said room. Then, I got up and put the cup back in the cupboard in the kitchen, made a fresh cup of tea, and went up to bed. Nothing like this has happened before or since. I don't know what, or if, it actually meant anything, in terms of the universe, like a sign to take the cup of tea up to my partner instead of watching the TV, or if it was just a glitch in how the universe works. Even though it was so simple, just an object jumping from one room to another, I am thankful to the universe in a way for letting me experience a true, verifiable glitch. The only thing I'm disappointed about is that I was not awake to see how the cup actually appeared when it did. I've always thought that there was more to the universe and existence than we think, and always believed in the supernatural, although I never had any explanation or proof for it. 
I think that what people term the supernatural could in fact be examples of or related to glitches like this that we notice. Who knows what the true nature and meaning of reality is, but these glitches suggest that there is more to it than we understand. When I was 22, three years ago, I was unable to sleep the night before a college final. It was a Sunday night, 10pm, and I set my alarm for 7am to go take my final at 8am the next day. It is worth noting that I regularly sleep through alarms, so I have an extra loud one at the foot of my bed that automatically stops after about 15 minutes of not being snoozed or turned off which I then have a series of alarms I set on my phone just in case that doesn't wake me up. I'm a very heavy sleeper. I went to bed at 10pm, but a little after midnight, spending the whole time sweaty and unable to get comfortable and not being tired enough to fall asleep, I sat up in my bed and looked at my alarm clock, 1216. I start to think about how much sleep I'm going to get at this point if I can fall asleep soon. I blink, and it's 3.27. Did my alarm clock glitch or something and wasn't telling the correct time? Did I fall asleep momentarily? I check my phone in the charger next to me, and it also says 3.27. So my alarm clock must be fine. It's at 100% charge now, so I take it off the charger and just set it back down. I look back at my alarm clock and think, what the hell? I blink again. 4.50. I'm in disbelief. My position hasn't changed. I've had an unbroken train of thought this entire time, and nothing has changed but the time. I blink again. 6.01. I blink again. 7am and my alarm is going off. My room is now bright, and I feel like the whole night passed, but I experienced only a minute of time passing, and never once lost actual consciousness that I'm aware of. I only blinked. Here's the wild, screwy part, though. I scooted to the end to turn off my alarm, grabbed my phone to look at it. It was completely dead. I plug it back in, waited a second, and then I turned it back on. It is now Wednesday morning. I've missed my final, and I can't account for the last three days. I have a bunch of texts from an angry girlfriend, emails from a concerned professor, the whole package. I cannot explain how this could have happened. It's difficult for me to fall asleep. It usually involves closing my eyes, waiting a long time of thinking and position changes, and... Then eventually I'd just wake up without remembering how I fell asleep. It was like I sat up in bed, slept away random intervals of time, without knowing that I'm falling asleep until eventually one of my alarms managed to wake me up days later. I wasn't hungry. My arms didn't hurt from sitting up in bed for literally days. I didn't need to use the restroom. It's by far the strangest thing that's ever happened to me. Has anyone else experienced something like this before?
so I am kind of reluctant to ask this question, but it's been a mystery that has baffled me for 13 years. So here I go. When I was 21 years old, I lived in my mom's guest house in her backyard. One night, and we got into a horrible fight, one of the worst fights we've ever had. When she went back to her own side of the yard, I closed the doors to my guest house and I locked them, shut all the lights off, and laid down to go to sleep. About an hour later, I got a phone call from her and she asked me what I was doing. I told her I was sleeping. She said, no you're not. I said, yes I am. She said, prove it then. Walk out the front door, come across the yard and meet me in my kitchen, but stay on the phone with me. So, that's what I did. When I walked into her house and into her kitchen, she was staring out her kitchen window across the yard at the side door of my guest house. She told me to come over to where she was standing and to look out the window and tell her what I saw. I looked out the window, and I saw myself. It wasn't a current version of me, though. It was me my senior year of high school. I knew this because my hair was done the exact way that I used to do it back then, and I was wearing my favorite shirt and matching shoes that I used to have back then as well. I was sitting on a chair that I actually did have sitting outside the door of my house in the side yard. I was talking to people that were not there. We saw nobody else. And I was smoking a cigarette. I also used to smoke back then. I had my legs crossed and I was laughing and having a good time. I also kept looking over at the window where my mom and my actual self were staring inside her kitchen. I believe it was around one in the morning, so it was very dark out. Nobody could have seen us standing inside her house in the dark. So that too was very weird that that version of me kept looking over at the window. Almost as if she, or I, knew we were there. This has baffled my mom and I for a very long time. I've never been able to find anything on Google that is remotely close to what I'm talking about. The only thing that I've seen through research is information about doppelgangers. I know the difference. I'm aware of what a doppelganger is, and this was something entirely different from that. Can somebody else who is spiritual and enlightened please tell me what the hell that was? And thank you in advance. So to start off, I live in Northern California, like 250 miles north of San Francisco. Anyway, my granddaughter needed to go to the dentist, and the closest pediatric dentist is 190 miles south of where I live. We decided to make a trip of it. My daughter, granddaughter, my best friend, and my boyfriend all went to spend the night in a motel, and we took her bright and early the next day. So we're on our way back going north on the 101 highway, and we all know there's a rest stop coming up. It's past Willits, but before Laytonville, and you can see it from the highway once you take the turn to go to the rest stop. 
you go over a small bridge and drive a bit back south to get to the rest stop. So, we see the rest stop, and we see a blonde lady standing by a white car in the parking lot, so we take the exit, go over the bridge, drive south on this access road, and no one or nothing is there. No rest stop, no lady, no car. We were all confused. So we're like, okay, this is weird. So we get back on the highway going north again, and still just confused, and we don't know what to think. So we're driving along, and there is the lady again, and the rest stop, and the white car. How did this happen? There's no way this lady could have gotten ahead of us, and we all clearly saw everything exactly the same a few miles back. And it all vanished, and then all of a sudden, she's ahead of us. Same exact everything. We just don't know what to make of this. I work in the kitchen of a convenience store, and every day I bring a water bottle with me. Last week, I had brought my pink water bottle, and lots of my coworkers saw me with it. I had it sitting on the counter right next to the kitchen door, in a group with a few other water bottles from my coworkers. I had it when I started my shift at 1pm, and it was there up until 4.30 to 5. A little after 5, I left the kitchen to get some water and started talking to my coworker who had been working right by the kitchen for a while. As we were talking, I went to grab my bottle, but it was nowhere to be seen. I asked my coworker, and she said that she had seen it when setting a bin down on the counter next to it. I looked everywhere that I could think of and texted my boss to see if she had grabbed it by mistake when she left. She hadn't taken it, and no one had any clue where it had went. So... I asked my manager if she could take a look on cameras for me because my only thought was that someone must have taken it. Even though the kitchen door was open and no one in the kitchen saw anyone come near the door, it was the only thing that made sense. My coworker who had been working right there said she hadn't seen anyone nearby either. My manager pulled up the footage from the camera that had a perfect view of the area in front of the kitchen. She started the video at 4.30, and we saw my pink water bottle. She sped through the footage to see if anyone came near the door, but no one did. Once the footage hit 5, she stopped it, and noticed that the water bottle was gone. She replayed it and found the point where it disappeared. Rewatching the footage, I saw it sitting on the counter one second, and then it was gone the next. I continued looking around for a bit after that, but eventually I gave up. I haven't seen my water bottle since. This is very out of my comfort zone to be sharing anything about my life with people. I'm a very private person. But I've been so creeped out by something that happened to me last week that I started researching Glitch in the Matrix stories 
to see if anyone had experienced anything like this. I work in an OBGYN clinic as a medical assistant. Friday evening was like every other evening. It was nearing 5 o'clock when the front desk clerk, Brooke, walked by me with her apparent's new Louis Vuitton purse across her shoulder. The purse caught my eye because it's not her usual red bag that I see her carrying every day. She waved and said, See you Monday. Have a good weekend. I said, You have a good weekend too. I like your new purse, by the way. I've always wanted a Louis Vuitton. She smiled, went out the front door, as I heard the doorbells jingle. I walked to the back exam room to finish disinfecting everything before I left. I got done with that, and on my way out the door to leave, I noticed Brooke sitting at her computer. I giggled and said, You must have forgotten to finish up something. She looked back and said, No, I'm just finishing up now. Have a nice weekend. See you Monday. I thought it was a little odd, but just let it go, thinking she had forgotten something. I got out to my car and couldn't find my keys, and I realized I left them in the office. As I was grabbing them off the desk, Brooke stood up to leave again, and started wrapping her old red bag across her shoulder. I laughed and said jokingly, Are you carrying around two purses now? She looked at me strange and said, What do you mean? I said, Well, now that you have the new Louis Vuitton bag, I didn't expect you to be carrying the old one still. She looked at me strange again and then said, I don't have a Louis Vuitton. I paused for a few seconds and said, Oh, I'm sorry, I must have been mistaken. Have a good evening. We left and went our separate ways. I just don't understand what happened. I have such a sick feeling in my stomach now while I'm at work, and I'm terrified of something like this happening again. So, a few weeks ago I was at work. I work as a videographer for a local TV station. I was at the backside of my work building and loading gear into my car. For context, the station sits right next to a very busy highway. The only other building next to it is a large office building that's been sitting empty for a while, presumably because of COVID. Otherwise, it's just highways and trees. It was pouring rain, and I was standing there at the trunk of my car, quickly getting my gear in before it got too wet. As I was doing this, I heard what sounded like a woman talking over a loudspeaker behind me. I turned around in confusion because I was the only one out there. At first, I thought it was a loud radio coming from someone on the highway, but the voice never faded away. It stayed at the same volume, which was quite loud. I couldn't understand what the woman was saying. The voice was clear, but the words were garbled, like I couldn't make sense of them. After about a minute, I noticed another coworker drive into the lot and waited for them to get out of their car and start walking towards the door, and I'm hoping to see if they noticed the voice. But they didn't react to it. They walked into the building as if nothing was going on, and even waved hello to me. 
there was no way that they couldn't have heard it. That's how loud this voice was. My final theory was that maybe the office building next door finally had people in it again, and the voice was coming from there. I closed the trunk, hopped in my car, and rolled down the window just a bit so I could continue to listen to the voice. I drove over to the border between our parking lot and theirs, but when I looked over, there wasn't anyone there. The building was still empty. At this point, I was spooked. I also had a story to get to, so I ended up just closing the window and leaving. But in hindsight, I haven't been able to figure out where this disembodied voice had come from. It wasn't from the station because we don't have a loudspeaker on the outside of the building, and it wasn't coming from somewhere nearby, at least that I could find. The part that confuses me the most is my coworker. Why didn't they hear it? Or if they did, why didn't they react? I've been working at the station for over four years, and I've never experienced anything like this, so I'm sure it's not a normal occurrence. Has anyone else ever experienced something like this? So, like the title says, people, mostly people I barely know but have told my name to before, like patients at my job, for example, always call me by the wrong first name. Every single time someone gets my name wrong accidentally, like, we've all called someone by the wrong name by accident, but the name they always call me is always Jennifer. Now, I think everyone's first instinct here would be that it's just confirmation bias, and that I just only pay attention to it when the name they call me is Jennifer, and that I disregard the times they've called me by other names that isn't Jennifer, but I took this into account about 8 to 10 years ago, and started paying strict attention. I have never been called a wrong name that is not Jennifer in this time frame. To get some logical reasoning out of the way, my real name does not sound like Jennifer, nor does it start with a J or any other letter that could make the J sound in English, or any other language that I'm aware of. This has happened in multiple different states, so that rules out that maybe there's just a girl who lives locally to me that's named Jennifer, and we just happen to look really alike. Strangers that I don't know at all don't come up to me on the street mistaking me for a different person. It's always people who I've told my real name to at some point. Hell, even people who have known me for a short while but long enough to know better... I'm talking over the course of several months, have called me Jennifer. The freaking priest that married my ex and I, who we had known for a year and a half at that point, called me Jennifer when we got up to rehearsing the vow portion of the wedding ceremony on our rehearsal night. Even though our names were written down in front of him, I freaked that he might do the same thing during the actual ceremony the next day, but he didn't. Yet, he called my ex by his correct name. I do not believe that I look like any celebrity I know of named Jennifer. I've been told that I look like other celebrities, but 
never a Jennifer. I don't hang out with or work with anyone named Jennifer. Nobody I'm related to is named Jennifer. I've been called Jennifer by different people of different genders, races, different nationalities, different first languages spoken, and from different countries. My real name is a common one, so it's not hard to remember. The only thing that I'm left to deduce is that it's just a huge coincidence that's spanned at least a decade. So, Reddit, what do you make of this? So that was this week's collection of Glitch in the Matrix stories on the As the Raven Dreams podcast. I hope you enjoyed this collection of glitchy goodness. If you did and would like to listen to more of this, you can always check out the other episodes of the podcast or support the channel further by actually going to my YouTube channel and checking out my videos. Just go to YouTube and search As the Raven Dreams. You can also go to AsTheRavenDreams.com for lots of other good stuff. Ways to get early access, read stories that I've written, submit your own story, and things like that. All that said, friends, thank you very much for listening. I do hope to see you in two weeks on the next Glitch in the Matrix episode. But until then, sleep well.